0: another two guys one topic expert interview. I'm Ollie, and I am Liam and this week it was my choice it was Ollie's choice and I chose for us to do prepping and Liam we needed to find ourselves a topic expert didn't we?
1: Yeah this is a bit harder this week isn't it because it's like not quite as big a deal this the whole prepping thing but what we did what we did find actually is a fantastic guy to talk to all about prepping and the interview coming up is very, very interesting, isn't it? We found a website called superessaystraps.com, which is a website supplying information about prepping and things you can buy, but also like not audio books, but documentation teaching you how to do things. Um, and we spoke to their founder, didn't we? Yes. So we've got a fantastic interview with a guy named Wes who runs Super Essay Straps. He's all about prepping, has been doing it for about eight years, is an expert and it will come across in the interview that you're about to listen to. So hopefully enjoy this interview with Wes.
0: Wes, thank you so much for joining the Two Guys, One Topic podcast. Hey, thanks, Oliver. Thanks, Liam, for having me on. We're really looking forward to speaking with you this week. As our listeners will know, our topic this week has been prepping and what you need to do as part of being a prepper. And what we always like to do, Wes, is just to learn a little bit more about how you got into this field in the first place and just how you are our topic expert. So if you could just let our listeners know maybe how you got into prepping.
2: Yeah, sure. So um, it, growing up, I wasn't I wasn't a, into prepping. Um, I was into the outdoors and activity like that. Um, but then after after a while, I joined the army. And, you know, I took some SEER classes, survive, evade, resist, escape. Um, and while in the Army, I started doing more outdoor stuff. I, I hiked part of the Appalachian Trail. I don't know if you guys are familiar yeah. with that, but um, I didn't hike the whole thing, of course. But I hiked about three or four weeks of it and kind of got that experience of of being away from civilization and having to bring everything you've got on you is what you're going to eat or what you can catch or forage. Um And so the process of just doing that hype made me start, you know, reading and researching how to do that. And I enjoyed it and compare pairing that with kind of my, my military experience and um, some things I did, I started making a survival gear. Um, It kind of turned out as a a morale booster when I was deployed, I made paracord bracelets with like fishing kits and, and stuff like that built into them. And I put a picture of it on Facebook and uh, people wanted to buy the bracelets and just just the idea of making these bracelets for survival got me more into the survival aspect and more into like well hey what why am i doing this like the whole goal is i want to be prepared for something that maybe uh either i'm expecting to happen or that could possibly happen whether it be when we think of prepping you you think of like basic stuff at first like a hurricane coming um yeah. a power a power outage more more basic things and I'm, I'm more of a common sense prepper. I'm not like, I'm not prepping for zombies. Um, I'm not prepping for crazy stuff, but <laughs> if you do prep for the crazy stuff, that means you actually are prepping for anything. Like, so I, I tell people sometimes if you are prepping for zombies, like even though it's not going to happen, you're kind of covering all the bases for what could happen, whether it be an economic collapse uh, the famous EMP electromagnetic pulse where the yes. power goes out and everything like that. Um so but I, I do teach more from the the basics of like common sense rather than into the world. It's nice. funny because
1: I, I only I, I pretty much exclusively read zombie apocalyptic fiction. <laughs> that's like the only thing I read. So if I started prepping, it would only be for if zombies ever turned up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be the most prepared because like that's everything. Like and, yeah, prepping so, for zombies, I mean it's everything.
1: So I mean our first question was gonna be like what is a prepper but i think you've sort of explained it there it's someone who's basically preparing for something that might happen in the future and they do that by sort of stockpiling equipment is that
2: sort of right i think when you when you see the the media version of it like the doomsday preppers yeah it's all about equipment and stocking um but really prepping when you when you bang it down it's just that action or that process of prepping for something um, that's going to happen in the future, and it's a lot more than stockpiling and equipment. It, it's the mindset. It's the the staying in yep. the know. Okay. It's the training, the practicing. Um, I, I always say the more knowing is much better than having gear and stuff like that. You know, okay. I'd rather know how to hunt, know how to fish, um, know how to plant a garden than have a whole room filled with canned food goods. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. makes complete sense. And one of the things that we said on the pod this week is that our that misconception of the people who you see on TV that they are the doomsday preppers. And when we actually got into the research, it seems like there's a lot more just regular people getting into this. It's just a mm-hmm. a sensible thing to be doing. And, and naturally, you only think about it later that the TV cameras are going to pick the most extreme version of something yeah which unfortunately yeah. like does preppers a bad name i suppose yeah i think i think it did and i don't think all those
2: people in that that show or was it um, discovery the yeah, preppers right. i don't think everybody was crazy but i think they they highlighted the crazy aspects yeah um but i mean really we we're all kind of preppers um but a lot of times we don't prep till it's too late. Like if something's happening, like a storm's coming, we all run out and get a loaf of bread. We get water. That's that last minute prepping. The The idea, I guess, what what I want to preach is to prep in advance before stuff happens. Like, you know, I, I don't want to talk too much about COVID because it's been politicized and stuff like that. But, you know, I had plenty of, of masks before it all hit just because, you know, it's something I, I stayed prepared for. Okay. Um, I, yeah. It's just the aspect of you don't know what's happened, but have a little bit of everything to cover most of the bases. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, We did read one of the things, though, is is you're not supposed to tell anyone how prepared you are for anything for fear of like them coming to steal your stuff. But so are are you you pretty prepared for for everything then? Are you like ready for anything?
2: There's no way you can be ready for anything, but I, I try to be. Yes, I, I try to, yes. to stay in the know and research. And I think about emerging threats of, of what I may need to be prepared for. Um, you're never going to be 100 percent prepared for everything. And it's just also not it's not possible, really, it's, as far as your monetary aspect. Like if I had all the money in the world yet, maybe I could get prepared for almost everything. But it money, money actually holds people back, you know, and time. Or the act of having a regular job, you don't have that time to go out and take a, a first aid course, a CPR course, um, a firearm safety course, wh- whatever it may be. Y- you don't have the time, or you don't have the money. So the first thing I wanted to point out point out was just financial prepping. That's cool with you guys? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um. So just just basic stuff. It's good to have money saved up, whether it be for an unexpected like vehicle repair um unexpected hospital expenses, a death in the family, um, a birth. Um, and then kind of those those worst things, civil unrest, uh state of emergencies and things like that. So what I want to tell people is is start saving up. Um and say when I say saving, I, I don't I don't want to mean like from the money all the money you're making. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about let's say at the end of the month all your bills are paid and you have a hundred dollars left over. Okay. Um that that's what I want to talk about. So I would say out of that money you have left over put 50% of it away for um an emergency fund that would cover you for 6 months so let's say if something bad happened and you lost your job you yeah. need to have enough money saved up to last for at least 6 months to be able to pay your bills for 6 months um yeah. then take 10% of that and invest it in in transferring your money to gold in bartering goods um something other than cash something that you know money, money, money may not always be there. We've talked about, we've heard about Bitcoin and inflation and stuff like that. So take 10% of what you make and put it into gold or put it into items that could be bartered. Like if the end of the world does happen, people are going to want cigarettes and people are going to be desperate. You could have like four or five packs of cigarettes and you could trade those cigarettes for, you know, a water filter. And you could trade them for things that actually matter. You know what I mean? So think about things that may, may be good bartering items in the future that, you don't really need, you don't need cigarettes to survive. You don't need alcohol to survive. You don't need chocolate to survive. So store up stuff that might be traded. Um, wow. Invest in, in your retirement, in uh, in property, and land, and stocks, something that you're going to have to fall back on. Like when it all comes down to it, it's all about location, location, location. If you're in a busy urban area and things are popping off, civil unrest, whether it be Antifa or whatever, anti-COVID or pro-COVID or whatever, um, if things get bad, get out of the city, have a location somewhere in a in a rural area. Um, so I would say, as far as that goes, put away 25 percent of what you're making into investing in land and in, in your retirement or in your bug out plan to get away from where you're at. And then 10 percent, put that down to paying off your debts. If you're in debt, you're always going to be in debt to somebody. So start putting money aside to pay off debts or unexpected debts that may occur. Um,
0: that's really interesting
2: up, yeah it, does that add up to 100 percent? i was trying to break yeah. it down in my head <laughs> so it should
1: about 100%. hopefully
0: he was keeping track
1: yeah so I, I teach maths i should have been listening a bit harder <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like I, I was just running through what you were saying you know I was, the percentages was just slipping through my head i was just because <laughs> we said you know, people do save up money for like a rainy day so you know people are some people are preppers anyway, because they've got that little rainy day fund for sort of exactly what you said. Um, I just perhaps they don't then then go and buy bartering goods and things with it. But certainly a lot of people listening to this will say, yeah, I've got a bunch of money in the bank just in case.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. We didn't even think about or read or come across that bartering aspect, did we? That's really interesting to yeah. hear. Nice. Um, one Just out of interest, Wes, how long have you been prepping for would you say i know you said about the military and doing doing your hike and everything but how long have you been prepping for then probably eight years okay and have you seen it have you seen the interest in it increase over the years we sort of feel like it's going a bit more mainstream like do you are you seeing that do you think there's any reasons behind that uh, i think it, it does kind of sway you had that big
2: boost when the doomsday preppers came out and then you know, you got people talking about it now, like used to the preppers were the conspiracy theorists. And now it's kind of the opposite. Um, the people who weren't the preppers are now kind of the conspiracy theorists and have become semi preppers. It, it's always going to be part of pop culture, part of what we hear about and planning. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I see it. I don't know if it's because of the covid or because of politics or whatever it may be. But, yeah, yeah. people are talking and, you know, it. You're hearing about it more. Like, I mean, you guys are talking about it.
0: Yes, um, yeah It's just a,
2: uh, it's just something that pops up on different people's radars for whatever the reason may be. Yeah, we were saying yeah, we yeah, watched was The Walking saying, Dead as well, didn't we? <laughs> the Walking Dead. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we did say as much, didn't we? Yeah, it's sort of becoming, you know, it's less, less, you know, to begin with, it was just sort of, and then maybe crazy people was preppers, but now, like you're saying, it's just more and more people starting to do it. We wondered, what does prepping look like? sort of day-to-day we mentioned in the pod it might mean that you just grab an extra thing when you're in the supermarket to store sort of like what you said there you know maybe you grab an extra packet of cigarettes every time you you buy some and you store them away somewhere or something like can you sort of like how how does it look like day-to-day or is it more like a weekend thing when you you do courses and things
2: so i guess there's some aspects you consider a day-to-day thing like you said the grocery store um i try to say whenever you go to the grocery store buy an extra You know, can of food, buy buy an extra uh, bag of flour. But what you do buy at the grocery store, make it something that you're actually going to eat because that stuff is going to end up expiring. It's going to end up being no good. So uh, what I want to do is I want to tell people, yeah, buy one or two extra things. So you're only spending maybe $2 extra when you go to the grocery store, but make it be something you would actually eat because in the next six months or year or however long it takes before it expires, you need to rotate that into your actual food you eat. And then replace okay. it. So rotate, replace. And that means eating the food, then going purchasing some extra. So whatever you have in your storage, it's stuff that's that's pretty new in the past six months or so. Um, That yeah, way you're not wasting tip. anything. We don't want to spend a whole lot of money. And then after two years, you start looking at it like, oh, this is expired. And of course, there's a whole conversation about how long things actually last versus the expiration dates. And that's a, a good web search for people. But yeah, eat, buy stuff you're going to eat buy stuff your family is going to eat so it doesn't go to waste and make sure you eat it. Um same thing with gasoline. It's good to have some gasoline stored up, but rotate that gas back into your your fuel tanks, your your lawn mower, your car, so the gas isn't going bad, you know. And, and you can also, you know, further how long your gas will last by adding a stabilizer to it, which is cheap. You can get it you know here you can get it at a Walmart or a dollar store or wherever you wherever. Um but Day to day, it's not so much a day to day thing where I wake up and I'm like, what am I going to do to further my preps today? It's just more of an ongoing, you know, thought process like the planning. Um, For example, have you guys heard of an ice card?
1: No, in case of emergency. Got it.
2: Yeah. In in case of emergency. So um, they're a good thing to have. Like, let's say you're you're in your car and it's just you um, and you get in the vehicle crash and you're unconscious, and you know first responders come out, you didn't have your wallet with you. They don't know who you are. Um, it's good to have an ICE card, and it's more than just a card. It can be uh, on your phone. It can be the background of your phone where it says, wife, Mary, phone number this. Okay. My name is John. So just a basic thing. So you know our phones are going to be locked. People aren't going to be able to get through phones to find out who we are. Um, keep an ICE card in your wallet. Yes. Also, keep keep ICE information in your vehicle, like in the, in the dash or um, you guys call it a glove compartment. Yeah, Yeah. Not, not, not like in the trunk or the boot, but in the, in the console somewhere, Um, keep that ICE information on you for, for vehicle crashes, for, for anything. So if if something happens to you, first responders know who to to contact and who you are Um, and then make a plan, make a emergency plan as far as like, let's say the phones go out um, or the internet goes out. Um, we have something called ICERs, the In Case of Emergency Response System, where it's if you're without contact with someone after a set number of days, whether it be five days or three weeks, there's different actions you take. Like, let's say I, I haven't been able to contact my parents in two weeks because the phones and the Internet are down. At what point do I drive to their house to check on them if they live, say, four hours away? Yeah. I don't want to be driving up there to them on, on Tuesday morning. And also on Tuesday morning, they're driving down to see me and we miss each other. We can't contact each other. We get to each other's houses don't know where each other are. So have a plan on when do you go make contact? And if you're further away, if you live hundreds of miles away, you know, are there rally points? Are there places like, oh, you remember that amusement park we went to growing up? Let's meet in the parking lot three weeks after we've been able to make contact at 12 o'clock. You know, have plans that are there that we don't think about, but when things go bad, we pull out that printed piece of paper where it says, okay, 15 days after I've been without contact with mom and dad and Uncle John and stuff like that, this is what I do. This is where I go. So we're not like missing each other. So have something on paper that you've, for, for us, we've, I've, I've wrote this out. It's like six pages and I emailed it to every one of my family and told them, Hey, print this and put it in your safe. Oh, wow. uh, it's got, okay. it's got radio, radio uh, frequencies. It's got seven or eight different rally points. And it's just got kind of a plan of what to do if we're without contact, because if we are within contact, it's Not that important, I can just call them and say, Hey, you guys, good? Do I need yeah. to bring anything? Yeah, it's a whole different thing if you're within contact, but we want to plan for the idea of when maybe, maybe we're not, you know. we've seen uh, Russia and China's capabilities of uh, space interruptions. Um, Russia, what last month, uh, detonated a satellite up there, yeah, they did uh, like thousands of debris went everywhere. You know, the US has stood up the space force, and at first it seemed a little silly, but. Um, They're actually doing things to defend, you know, GPS and satellite communication, satellites and stuff like that. Um, So it's a realistic thing for us to
0: go out of contact one day. I'd seen um, I'd seen on on that when doing some research about on the day of the the riots, uh, the Capitol riots, Capitol building riots, that Mm -hmm. communication or maps within Washington was down. Is that right?
2: That What what happened, Google intentionally stopped uh, navigation features for people to navigate um, to the Capitol. And that happened about 24 hours before. So if you were like, even if you had legitimate business to go up there, Google wouldn't let you navigate. Like you would type it in and it wouldn't take you there sort of thing. You could still move around the map and find your way there sort of thing. But, um, you know, big tech is in our life, whether it be for the good or for the bad. Whatever agenda they believe in, that's the agenda they'll push. Um, so try to learn to be self-sufficient without yeah um without technology, you know, without having phones.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah. we 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 were reading about the, the almost like the different lengths of time that you ch- should be prepared you know be that it's 72 hours where you need to be prepared for something or for two weeks that you need to be prepared for something but it sounds like your your plans are far more extensive than that and they go beyond you know just a a basic 72 hour or two week plan
2: yeah uh and a lot of that stuff is based on more natural disasters you know things where everyone's going to rush to the grocery store and, and buy bottled water um, which we've we've seen stuff like that, even with the pandemic, about the toilet paper prices, things like that, yes. and the, yeah, the yeah. current supply chain disruptions we're seeing. <clears throat> um, you never know what could suddenly not be available at the grocery store. Um, so I I kind of say have food or water to eat or drink for sixty days, um, and it sounds like a whole lot of food and a whole well, not a whole lot of water. I mean that's not a, a big deal, especially when I say water for sixty days. I don't necessarily mean you've got to have you know. 50 gallons of water have the ability to, to filter, you know. Um, yeah. Know where there's a, a, a lake or a spring or a river um, or some public water access. Um, and if you know where that is, you can always filter if you have a water filter. Um, but yeah, so food and water for 60 days. Um, know your neighbors. Like you said, you guys, I don't remember if it was you or uh, Liam or you, Oliver, but you said, don't tell your neighbors yeah. um, about you, you prepping. Uh, but it's good to know about them. You know, what do they have to offer? So let, let's yeah. say things happen and, you know, we're on week three of the grocery stores not having food or water. And I've got plenty of, uh, say, I've got plenty of water, but I actually planned pretty bad. And I don't have enough food because my relatives came over. We've been we've been going through it faster. Maybe it's the sort of thing where I, I know my other neighbor, you know, they have, I don't know, they, maybe they have a lot of food and I could trade water or okay. trade them a water filter. Yeah. So don't be afraid to connect with your with your neighbors, especially if you kind of know them in advance and the type of people they are. Um, but yeah, don't don't preach like, "Hey, look at my cool storage room of all this stuff. I yes. have seven generators yeah. and hundred <laughs> yeah. solar panels." But yeah, d- definitely rely on your neighbors, especially for talking more um, civil unrest aspect or, or actual conflicts um, where maybe people are coming into your neighborhood to 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 loot you or to you know steal your cars. It may be something to set up a a neighborhood security if you live in one of those you know urban areas, or or suburban. Um, If you live out in the middle of nowhere, you're probably best off because you're not going to have many people coming to you. Um, And then just the basic uh, contingency stuff: Um, solar uh, and crank radios and flashlights. You know, batteries die, so solar doesn't. The whole crank thing doesn't. I don't like the crank aspect, but it's a good backup. Um, Candles, flashlight, batteries. Um solar is the way to go, guys, at least for some some stuff to maybe keep your freezer or fridge going. Um 10 years ago I would have said solar isn't there. You know, don't don't invest mm-hmm. in it or or buy it because they don't they used to not last long. And I think it was seven or eight years ago they kind of changed how they were made. Um and they do last a lot longer now. They they lose some of their efficiency over time, but I mean I think you'll get a good thirty years out of them, the ones that are being made now at least. Um so they're good to to charge your electronics because this little phone is just even even when there is no internet or no Wi-Fi, you can stock this thing with thousands of pages and books of of survival information. Of, yes, um, yeah. how to identify certain plants. You can have all the pictures on here. Um, it's just a, a great resource. Um, even within your neighborhood, you can communicate via Bluetooth and and Wi-Fi without actually having the data portion, but yes. you can still send messages and uh, and stuff like that. Um, so an uh, excellent resource to have with you maps you can download tons of maps on here um, but if you don't have power it's going to die so that's why i said at least get a little solar panel keep your yeah. phone charged for for morale for music for
0: for education and research makes complete sense no i like that it's, I mean, it's, yeah
1: you're saying a lot of things we didn't think about so this is it is properly interesting we we read you've sort of said there like be ready for 60 days um would you say like your home is where you'd want to hunker down to begin with or do we all need to go and get like one of those bunkers put in our back garden like is it a a decent place to you know I'm gonna I'm gonna set up base in my home I'm gonna sit here for 60 days two months I've got all the stuff I need this is this is me or do we need to go a bit more extreme than that
2: I think eight to nine times out of ten yes you're your home is where you need to stay, whether it be your home or your apartment or townhouse or whatever, um, that that's where you, you're the most familiar with. That's where your family's most comfortable. That's where probably most of your belongings and supplies are. And it's kind of unrealistic for, for me to say, no, you got to go and bug out uh, because most of us can't afford a second location, a second home. Yep. Um, but so, yeah, I, I do say, I, I say where, where you live is probably the best place where you want to want to fall out to. Um, and what I say is, you know, get back home if something does happen. Um, and there's two ways to do that. Um, if, if you've probably heard in your research of a bug out bag, yes,
0: yes. Okay, I'll so give me I was gonna be next question. It,
2: before I get into the bug out bag, let me talk about its its little sister, the get home bag (ghb). Um, most likely when something happens, we're going to be at work, we're going to be at school, we'll be we'll be somewhere else if we're not at home. So the first goal is to get home. You know, pick up your kids, make sure you, your your spouse is is getting home. Everybody get home so you can make your plans there. What you're going to do if you do need to bug out from home because you you only bug out really from home. Your your first goal is to get to home. Mm-hmm. Um, and a get home bag is is like a fanny pack, a small backpack, a satchel. It's just that the essential stuff you need. Let's say if if you you run out of gas and gas isn't available or something happens where you've got to walk home. Or even you're driving home and there's traffic and cars start crushing into each other. Everyone's panicking and you end up having to foot it. Um, a get-home bag will have stuff like an f- extra phone charger. Maybe phones still work. Keep your phone charged. It'll have stuff like a lighter, a little flashlight. Maybe you're traveling at night you don't have a flashlight. Check your get-home bag. It'll have a little first aid kit or an IFAC, individual first aid kit, which should have a tourniquet, um, basic trauma supplies for mm-hmm. I'm not talking like little things, not like blowing your nose or a little bandage. Well, I mean, yeah, you can put a bandage in there, but you know, if you get shot somewhere, you know, something happens, things pop off, be able to tend to yourself real quick. You know, if you get cut a laceration, have a first aid kit, just okay. basic stuff in that get home bag that's going to help you get home. That'll have an extra map. Um, so then once you get home, then you got to assess, do we stay here or do we go? And if things look relatively safe at your home, then, then stay there as long as you can. Keep assessing, ask around, um, and determine: Do I need to leave the home? Um, when when you start having people coming into your neighborhood looting, um, if you've got stuff branching over to where you live, then it's time to start assessing. Like, hey, you know, last night we had five people trying to break in the houses here, and it's happened two or three nights in a row. Maybe now it's time to go. Um, but in most cases, yes, stay home, guys. Stay home don't, don't always bug out. But if you do bug out, then we have the bug out bag. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bag. It, it could be a tough box or, or something you throw in the back of your car when you go, okay. yeah. um, the bug out bag, you think of like, I'm walking away on foot from my house because there's a, a wildfire coming or, you know, a foreign country has invaded and they're coming into my neighborhood or whatever. That's when you use a bug out bag. Um, so I, I actually I, I have kind of two options. I have a little tough box and I do have a, a bug out bag sort of aspect too. And that way. When I throw it in my car and maybe I break my car breaks down or something, then I can hook it on foot if I need to. And okay. my bug out bag covers me, um, It has some stuff in there for my kid. Um, my wife has her own bug out bag, which covers her and some stuff in there for the kid. Um, that way, if something happens to me, at least she's got some stuff for the kid or vice versa. Um, yeah. And we do have like a big box we'll throw in the back of the trunk too, Um just to, to have those extra supplies. So you, you bug out from home when things get so bad and have that plan. Where am I going? You know, maybe Aunt Mary lives in a rural area of 100 miles away. Let's go to her house. Yeah. Because your bug out place doesn't have to be like some cabin you've purchased in the middle of nowhere. It, it could be friends or family that you know that are making yeah. a safer area. Yeah. So before you think about investing in a bug yeah. out location. Find out where your friends and family live and, and talk to them in advance. Like, hey, if things happen bad here, do you mind if we come with you? Yeah. So make them make them your first uh, resource.
0: Okay. No, that sounds good. And, um,
1: you know, could you bullet point a few things that would need to be in this bug out bag? You know, I, I mean, we, we'd we read like massive lists, but, you know, <laughs> sort of five things you'd probably want in your bag, you know, or, or what's in your bag. You know, you're not allowed to tell us everything, but obviously some things. Oh, no, yeah.
2: Uh, so I'll tell you this, you know, we actually wrote guides on bug out bags, on get home bags, on EDC, if you've heard of everyday carry. Um, so I'm sure we'll shout it at the end, but at superessaystraps.com, we've wrote these guides um, oh, where so, it has. So like, Wes, just like to say, say a
0: bit more about that, Wes. Yeah, by, by all means. So so part of your 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 endeavor into to prepping and then you pass on this advice and you have suppressaysuperessay.com, don't you?
2: Right, so superessestraps Super dot That's s u p e r e s s e straps s t r a p s dot com. Um, that's where we started selling our actual survival gear, and a few years back, we transitioned into more digital information, where we wrote guides um, and okay. checklists on aspects such as bartering, um, caching supplies, um, contingency communications, and of course, checklists on things like bug out bags. Um, so I'll I'll go down a quick list for you on what what we've told people to put in their get home bag because I think the get home bag really is the most important, even though we hear bug out bag and maybe for a lot of people it's the same thing. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, yeah. Because I'm using more terminology of someone that's been in it for a long time, but if you're not all into it, a get home bag and a bug out bag is about the same. Just the idea is the bug out bag is almost like you're never coming home. You're getting out of there. You, you need to survive for weeks. So in a GHB, you want at least one. Twenty ounce bottle of water, because uh, like I say, it doesn't sound like a whole lot, but you can't reasonably carry a whole lot. Um, have some water purification tablets or one of those small little water filters. They they make water filters like the smaller than a, a wallet, you know. Yeah. So they exist. Yeah. Um, carry a mylar survival blanket or an emergency poncho. Um, carry like some emergency food, whether it be some granola bars with peanut butter and something with some protein and sugars um, carry a tissue or a handkerchief. Handkerchief is going to get you a lot of uses. Um, I wear like uh, sunglasses, stuff like that. They're great for, um, when you wear them, you can't really see where my eyes are looking. So if I'm walking through a busy area, I can be eyeing this guy that I think is trouble without him knowing it. You know what I mean? You can, you can keep an eye on different things. It's good for situational awareness and, and looking at other people without drawing attention to yourself, unless, you know, it's, a dark, you know, it's dark and it's nighttime and you're wearing these, then they'll, they'll stand out, but they're also eye protection. You know what I mean? So if there's yes. a lot of dust or things like that, um, so wear sunglasses, wear a hat to protect your head. Um, if you wear contacts in your get home bag, have, you know, spare contacts or the, the cleanser. I don't wear them, but you know, whatever it is that you need to be able to replace contacts or something, um, carry some hand sanitizer in there, extra pair of socks. Um, if, if it's reasonable and, and, you know, it's one of those bags, like maybe you can fit in your locker at work or will fit in whatever vehicle you're driving, Um, carry some extra clothes. It's not always reasonable, but carry extra clothes, especially depending on the season. If it's like winter, maybe carry an extra jacket or sweater or something in there. Um, Gloves, carry gloves, Um, a knife. So I don't know what the laws and rules for everyone around is, but, you know, there's big knives that okay are super big but they that's a big knife go, they go away
0: <laughs> for the people who um, um, who can't see that that's a that's a big knife for us
2: so this is a folder knife folders are good because they pack tighter um and then when they extend you know you it's almost like a fixed it's a fixed blade that that's extended um so kira knife is a great tool um for prying open things um for protection for when, when you're hunting and stuff like that knife's got a ton of uses i use it every day and it's every day I use it. it's never for defense. It's for something open in a box or whatever. It's just a great EDC tool. Yeah. Um, if, it, if you, your country or wherever you may be allows, um, carry a firearm, I carry a firearm every day. If I go to the grocery store, I've got a firearm. I carry it concealed. I think it, if you're carrying it openly, which means like it's on the outside where people mm-hmm. can see it, I think that gives off the wrong effect and it probably makes you look like a uh, well, looks look a little dumb, but also it makes you a target. If yeah. There is someone going to rob the place. They're going to be like, oh, that guy's got a gun on the side. Let me take him out first. Yeah. So when you carry a weapon, don't let anyone know you carry a weapon. Keep it there until a threat of imminent danger has presented itself to you or someone else. And that's when you, that's when you take it out. Um, don't take it out and aim. Hey, put that down. If someone's life is about to be taken, then you you intervene to, to protect that person. Um, so if it allows carry firearm. And if you carry a firearm, make sure you're carrying a tourniquet, Um, just common sense. You know, If you're expecting that sort of danger, then you need to be able to save a life, whether it be yours or someone else's, not only by by stopping the threat, but by also if they got injured or you got injured, then try to save them. Um, uh, A multi-tool. You guys have heard of Gerber's and Leatherman's? Yes. Those kind of wrenches. Those are great tools. And they could also replace the whole knife. if, If you carry one of them, they've got a knife on it. Um flashlights, whether it be a little handheld flashlight or a headlamp, um, emergency radio, maps, compass, your smartphone with uh maybe a little expandable solar panel um, or backup battery bank, and of course the cord, always keep an extra charger cord with you, um, pencil, knife, like a permanent marker, a whistle, paper, um, duct tape, a garbage bag, paracord and a mask. And I think that covers everything other than
0: maybe some spare cash. So what one of the yeah, that's that's brilliant. One of the things that we were wondering about is or we're reading about is buying quality products as well. So, you know, not trying to go cheap because when you actually need something in the time of need, you want to make sure that you've spent or got the, the good quality version of whatever right. thing that you're trying to get. So we're just wondering, like and you touched on it earlier. So can it be quite a pricey occupation of getting your bug out bag and getting all of your equipment that you need, given that there's so much of it and you want to get quality.
2: Uh, maybe not so much for a get home bag because, you know, most of the stuff I named other than like a, a Gerb, a, a Leatherman or a firearm or knife um, is pretty easily obtainable stuff like duct tape and paracord, a, a yeah. poncho. You can get anywhere for a dollar. Okay. Um aside from the the tools like the knives and the firearm, I mean, you could build your your get home bag for cheaper than the bag itself costs, you know, $30 or so. Okay. Um, so not, not super expensive, you know, um, quality does matter, but it's like, you know, it's a garbage bag, you know, it's going to do what it's going to do. Whether you spent $5 for the garbage bag or 60 cent, um, if you're super rich and you got the money, yeah. Look around and buy that expensive one. That's got great reviews, but, I don't think it's 100% necessary to, to spend a whole lot of money on, on stuff like that. For firearms and stuff like that, yeah, you want to make sure you're getting a good one. You don't want to get like a high point. You want to get something that is reliable. For a knife, you know, you uh, stick away from, uh, what is it, 440C blades. Like that's kind of like the cheapest standard Chinese sort of knife. But other than that, it's not really about the quality of the knife. It's more about, you know, keeping it sharp and okay. knowing how to to use it and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. We were saying, Liam, that um, it might be something you could get quite overwhelmed with, like, sort of learning about all of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Also, like, we have trouble. We're going to have trouble getting a a gun or a knife. All all we've got (laughs) over here is, like, a cricket bat or something. Uh, (laughs) You know, or or just a really sharp kitchen knife that does not fold and it's just going to get in the way, Um, you know. Before we go on to some, like, a bit more random questions, just to sort of finish, just could you – could you break down like some key tips for everybody if they wanted to start prepping? Like uh, you've said, so many really interesting things. But is there yeah. anything that is more important than anything? You know, if you, if you have you ever to get it down to like three or four? Like, do this to get started. Is is that something you could could do?
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll do the best I can, and if I'm going off off key, let me know. <laughs> uh, the the first thing, like we said earlier, was buy a couple extra cans of food that you're going to eat. Um, have some extra gas. Um, n- know, know what's happening, know what threats are coming. Um, sign up for one of those uh, apps for like a, a popular news outlet that sends notifications of something happening, like school shooting or um uh avalanche or whatever it is. Sign up for something that's going to send you an instant notification um, so you can make those plans to to quickly react. Um just basic stuff. Have have if you if you're on prescription meds, have meds to last a couple extra months. Um, talk to your doctor and yeah. be like, you know, doctors are reasonable, you know, they're they don't want to over-prescribe and stuff, but if you have an actual legitimate purpose um, for why you need more, um they can prescribe emergency backup prescriptions where you can have some some backup um, like maybe you're going out of the country um, or whatever you gotta tell them to to give you a little bit extra. So you've got that. If things do pop off, you've got extra meds, um, carry a backup, um, of all sort of like research books and maps that you save to your phone or you save to a USB drive or CD or on your computer. So you've always got stuff. Even if the internet goes down, you've got hundreds of books, you've got encyclopedias, you've got maps of everywhere. Um, make, make electronics your, your friend here so we can do some research for them. Um, like I said, try to have 60 days of food and water, um, at least two weeks. You know, Like right now, I say 60 days, and a lot of people are like, there's no way I can go out and get 60 days' worth of food. That's why I, I'm not saying it has to be done instantly. That's your goal. That's what you work towards. So maybe by, maybe by the end of this month, you'll have enough extra food to last you two weeks. You know what I mean? By the end of the year, maybe you'll have enough to last you for that six months, like I talked about. So just slowly add to it. Um, be financially uh, conscious of of how you're saving money, be planning, be planning ahead, um be gray. Don't be that gray man where you're not advertising. Like, you know, I do have a knife on me, or I know how I know jujitsu. You you want to look like someone that's not a threat, but also not the prey. Um, okay, you, you okay. don't want to draw attention to yourself. You you want to dress uh, with the fifty one percent rule. Dress and look like. 51% of people around you. Um, for instance, yeah. you know, if you're in a, a convention with a bunch of clowns, you probably want to be dressed like a clown because if yeah. you walk in there in a business suit, you're going to stand out. Same thing. If, if I walk in to a bit like a downstream, a downtown street, like maybe in New York city and I'm wearing camouflage and I look yes. tactical, I, I stand out. Um, so dress like those around you uh, and blend in, but but be ready to react. You know, you b- by doing that, you're going to be the last person that someone looks at like a threat. But you're also, you've got that blend between, you know, I, I'm not some combative guy, but I'm also not somebody weak that's that you can come up easily behind and take me off guard and mug me. You know? Yeah. Um. So find that balance.
0: Nice. Um. There's so many great, great tips. So many, so many great tips there of just yeah, listening to to your your knowledge that you have in it that's so good to hear one of the things that we then <clears throat> started looking into we just read about which came up was these mega bunkers that like the super rich oh, yes. people can can get into we just wonder what what are your thoughts on those are they are they ever going to be needed are they just overkill or
2: yeah they're they're just overkill i don't see scenarios of, of that you know once you go in that bunker and things are popping off upstairs like how long do you stay down there do you you die like <laughs> I think that's a waste of money. Um, you know, other than tornado bunkers, if you're in an area with tornadoes and stuff like yes. that, yeah, that that makes sense. Like, yeah, get there for safety, but not like bunkers where you're you're planning for nuclear apocalypses and stuff like yeah. that. It's it's just a good TV busy thing. But the storm bunkers, yeah, you know, depending on the type of storms you face, that's fine. Um, but not regular bunkers. But but yeah, your home does need to be secure for stuff, but. Uh, I'll say a couple of quick things about home security if I can. Yeah, please do. Yeah, because um, like I said, the home is where we want to go. That's where we want to be the safest and feel the safest. So make it the safest. Um, for one thing, we all have probably, hopefully we have at least deadbolts. If you don't have a deadbolt on your front door and your back door, and you just have that standard little lock, um, add a deadbolt. Um, make sure the screws that are holding that strike plate into the door frame are three inches. Usually... The cheap ones, they come with like one inch screw and it doesn't even go into the two by four that's, that's past that plate. So go home right now, wherever you are, if you're home, go to your front door and unscrew the screws that are in there. And if they're like an inch or an inch and a half, go somewhere and get some three inch screws and come back and screw three inch screws into that strike plate. Otherwise, which by the way, I'm a law enforcement officer over here. It's super easy to kick in everybody's doors. Like one kick, they go in. So if you replace it with just Uh three inch screws, we can't kick your door in that easy. (laughs) <laughs> um, we'll be kicking for a while. We'll get in, but, yeah. um, that'll, that'll stop. Like if it's somebody trying to rob you, they're not going to be in on that first kick. It's going to take a minute or two of kicking and that'll give you time to, you know, go call 911, run out the back door, go lock yourself somewhere else, get a weapon or something like that. It'll give you the extra time you need. And that's the easy thing. Yeah. It costs a dollar or two to, to replace. Um, so secure your doors, make sure that they're, sol- they're solid core. So if you can stick a butter knife in and like there's nothing in there or there's foam in there, you've got the wrong door. You want a door that's steel all the way through or wood all the way through for your front door. Okay. For your inside doors, it's whatever. Um, so get a solid core door um, for all your exterior doors. Uh, make sure your windows are locked all day and every night. unless you know For the weather, you've got them up. That's fine if you're there and you're attentive. But if you're going to sleep, make sure you've got all your windows locked. Um, Make sure you've got that wooden dowel in your sliding doors so they don't go back and forth. Um, extra secure, you can hang, you can put chairs up against the doorknob. And we probably all mm-hmm. know how to do that. Um, get an alarm system, whether it be one of those doorbell alarm systems, um, which are great. You know, you can look on your phone right then and see what's going on. Um, but some sort of alarm system, keep your car doors locked because a lot of us look over the fact that our garage door buttons are in our cars yeah so all they got to do is unlock the car or open the car hit the button and they're in our garage and they're in our house yeah um, yeah so just start thinking of ways to secure your home because that's where you're going to be that's your fallback plan
1: well sort of the last question i was going to ask really is talking about bunkers and things since covid hit right do you know of any has anybody gone off to their bunker that you know of, because they thought COVID was the end of the world. You know, they're off in their cabin huh. and, then, you know, they, they bugged out. Is that like, does anyone, is that, do you know of people that have done that? It seems like pretty ridiculous, but we didn't know if it had happened.
2: I haven't heard anything. I mean, obviously I don't know anyone, but I haven't heard anything. I mean, there's, there's still people that don't go anywhere, but to the grocery store, you know, they kind of live in fear of it all. Um, not to get political, but I kind of feel like this is something we're always going to be dealing with. And at, at some point, we need to just to face that, still be precautious and safe, but live yeah. life, get back to life. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but no, I haven't heard of anyone like hiding away that are still like maybe somewhere waiting for someone to come in and yeah. say, all right, it's good. You, you can come out now.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, maybe a um, good movie, movie idea.
0: Yeah. And um, we, we were just wondering, like, what, what do you think the future holds, like realistically? Then, in terms of, you know, what what you think you're preparing for, mostly, You've, you seem to have all the bases covered, really. But, you know, what, what do you think the future holds, and what, what are you most prepared for?
2: Um, I think what we're facing now is low intensity conflict. Um, it's it's a type of hybrid warfare that is taking place all over the world um in a way where you can't attribute who it's coming from. Um, whether it be you know Russian Russian interference or influence, um hiring people to do cyber attacks and to destroy different infrastructural bases. Um things are happening on multiple levels where it's causing it's it's sowing discord. Um it's causing civil unrest. You know, they the media capitalizes on certain things that would otherwise not have been a big deal, but they focus on it, um, and it makes it makes people live in fear. Um, it it makes demand go up for certain things, which means that supply is going down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're going to see just kind of what we're already living in, just continually slowly happen, where we don't really see like we're not going to see a sudden you know attack by anyone or, or EMP or okay. nuclear attack or ground force invasion. Um, it's going to be something where things get bad and maybe like you no know, I am talking a little conspiratorial here um but it's going to be like China's never going to invade like us like the UK or the US it's going to be something where maybe we have so much civil unrest um or you know so much supply issues where yeah. the UN with China or somebody come in and they send their forces in to help us and it slowly becomes one of those things where we are an occupied country and we didn't realize it so yeah. I, I think everything that's going to happen will be slow where we don't realize it until it's like
0: too late. Okay. And, and then, and then like, what do you do? No. So yeah, it's something to think about. It's, um, it's, it's been incredible. It's thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and just to remind everybody again, can you just, if people want some more information about this, you know, just say that the best place for them to go. Yeah, so
2: superessestraps and actually, probably an easier link is just superse.us, dot us s u p e r e s s e dot us, and that'll take you to our website um, where we have all those checklists and guides that you can download. They're like a
0: dollar to seven dollars. So amazing! Um, we'll, yeah, and we'll just for everybody listening, we'll include the links as well. So, um, so it's nice and easy for everybody to get to it. Yeah, Wes, thank you so much for your time. It's It's been absolutely fantastic speaking with you. We've really enjoyed it.
2: Hey, you guys too. Hey, Liam, go get you a bunker, man. Go get you a doomsday bunker. <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to call you next year. I'm going to ask, um, is your bunker in yet? Because I'd like to see what you do for a bunker. It's going to be disco lights down there or what? <laughs> Love that. Thank
1: My you very wife much. would not be happy if I did that to our garden. I've just spent ages tying up. <laughs> if i suddenly start digging
0: it up oh no (laughs) nice one thank you so much much. guys take care
1: ollie what about that then
0: amazing (laughs) amazing i absolutely love it there's just so much isn't there there's so much to to think about or to take in and it all makes really logical sense Everything there, I think, that Wes was saying makes absolutely logical sense. It's just an awful lot of stuff to compute, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I feel like I should I really like the idea of downloading like books so that like you said, you you don't need to have stuff, you just need to know how to do it. Like I have got no idea how to plant a potato. I'm sure it's really easy, but I've got no idea. But if I had a book that just told me this is how you plant food, yeah, I'd be
0: safe. Yeah, and just get I mean, onto some of Wes's guides because they seem, yeah, absolutely robust, don't they? If, if Wes has plans, you know, if you drop communication and it's what happens on yeah, day yeah. 15 about who's traveling where so you don't miss each other, where are your, your meet points? It's, yeah, yeah fantastic. That and
1: bartering, I, I thought it was, yeah, like we said just then, it's interesting. We didn't even come across that or consider it. Like, get some gold, get some cigarettes. Like, you've got money in the bank anyway. But does it have to be his money or not? But to be honest, if I went and bought a bunch of cigarettes from the supermarket, my wife is going to kill me. Isn't she? If I come back with suddenly a cart of two hundred cigarettes. What's <laughs> happened here? She's <laughs> going to think this is going in the garage.
0: This is just in case of emergencies, in case <laughs> I need some water. She thinks that you've done a prepping episode and all of a sudden you've started smoking.
1: Yeah, no, really, really interesting. Hopefully, hopefully everybody's learned well loads that i think we might have learned most of that interview perhaps than we've ever learned before so hopefully everybody's learned a, a whole load of new stuff all about prepping and um yeah you can get out there and share some knowledge with people about stuff um hit us up on the socials at two guys one topic um instagram facebook twitter let us know your thoughts about that interview and um we'll be back next week with a new episode
0: won't we get out there and share some knowledge